0: Well, welcome to another edition of the Destination Polaris podcast. I'm your host, Jared Christie. Joined today with my co-host, Alexa Score. Alexa, how are you?
1: Doing great, yeah, feeling
0: good. awesome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Rugged Radio's in-car communication, car-to-car communication, Bluetooth music, whatever your communication needs might be, Rugged is always there to help you out with finding the right production and the right product for your machine. Well, joining us today all the way from Germany is Finja Gauss, and Finja, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you for having me, hi everyone.
0: Vinya, you work for Polaris, and you handle uh, German and Austrian communications, and you live near Frankfurt. And what intrigued me about having you on the show today was an article I saw you and some other writers with a very unusual trip that you guys did earlier uh, last fall.
2: Yes, we went to Iceland in September with three of our vehicles and uh, six girls, so five of my colleagues, and we had the time of our life.
1: That is so cool. Yeah. It's seriously like a trip of a lifetime. How did it come about?
2: Um, actually it started as a, as a little, yeah, one woman idea. I wanted to test our vehicles and just like go to Iceland. And for whatever reason, I, uh, didn't feel like I could do that by myself and it turned out into, yeah, a little group project and, uh, I'm very much into pushing girls and, uh, also thinking that employees are the best ambassadors the company can have. So it ended up being, yeah, us six girls from Polaris uh, going on that trip.
1: And you kind of assembled a crew from around Europe. Is that right?
2: Yes. So we wanted to get the most out of this project. And I think for a global brand like uh, Polaris, it's important to cover um, as many countries and and, uh, segments as possible with uh, yeah, with with what we have and the time we have and the budget we have, and so we decided to take uh, the marketing managers out of each country from our main countries with the languages that are spoken in those countries, and uh, that's how we ended up with that group. So we had uh, a girl from France, a girl from Spain, uh, UK, Sweden, and then myself from Germany.
0: So now, did you cool. just did did you just like sort of raise your hand and say? marketing managers assemble? (laughs) (laughs) Is that how?
2: (laughs) I actually, actually the first step was to go to my, um, so we have that Central Europe part, it's Germany and and UK. So my direct direct counterpart in the UK is Amy. So I went directly to her and was like, okay, you're going to join me uh, if you want or not. And she was like (laughs) all up for it. And uh, then we went to our boss, Marianne, who was also on that trip. And uh, we said, okay, we want to do that. And uh, are you on? And she's like, oh, I'd love to. And that's how it turned into that bigger project. And then we just assumed that um, Hilda and Miriam, so Hilda from Sweden and and Miriam from Spain are just on it. We just planned for them. And uh, then Lauren, who is uh, our project manager, basically for the EMEA communications uh, agency, and we just said, okay, you have to come with us. You have to make sure we create all the content that we would need to like really represent that project. And uh, yeah, that's how it ended up being a six.
1: Was there a certain machine you had in mind when you planned this? You said you kind of wanted to, you know, test machines out and, and see what they were capable of doing. Was there one in particular that, you know, intrigued you? Yes, Yes.
2: So to be honest, I'm a racer kid. I'm a, I'm a racer girl. Uh, I love uh, off-road racing. So, But for this project, and because it's it's also a vehicle that I admire a lot at Polaris, is the general. And uh, so my colleagues in Germany, and also some partners uh, from Germany, we rebuilt one of our generals. So um, it turned out to be that. Ultimate like adventure machine with like a multi rack on the back and a roof tent on the top and like rock sliders and a lot of place for storage and good music system and like everything and so yeah that was mainly the machine that made it all happen.
0: Now, Nafinia, how much time did you guys go into planning this trip and how did you guys end up choosing Iceland as the place that you wanted to do the do the expedition?
2: So I started planning end of twenty one with uh the general and with Iceland. But planning the whole trip for like a six actually just started maximum two months before. Oh wow. So it was literally like uh okay, you're going, you're going, you're going. Um by the way, this is the plan, uh just jump on it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> no, this is basically but how just it go was. with it. <laughs> but you
0: had you had done some work. I've done a
2: lot of work, um, but I honestly, without some mental support, it was a lot of nighttime and weekend work, uh, but without the mental support of Amy and also the other girls, that wouldn't have happened. Because I I had a lot of times, I was like, oh my God, what did I do to myself? And it was like, no, no, you keep going. It's fine, you manage that.
0: (laughs) I'm curious because I know here in the States that people do some um, long trips and they might go from all the way somehow in the... Southern California all the way up to Canada. And there's some routes and trails and, and ways that they can make it. But how do you go about planning something like that um, in a, you know, European country?
2: So first of all, in Europe, we, uh, we have special homologations for the vehicle. So we are allowed to drive on public roads because um, in Germany or in Europe, basically every road, even a gravel road is a public road. So you need to have a homologation and you can just drive basically everywhere with it. Uh, which has some, like, safety and security features and everything. So it was just us looking at the map on Google Maps, to be honest, and go, like, okay, we can go there, we can go there. Let's do the ring road. That sounds kind of, like, easy. Um, We can manage that, no problem. And then we actually were, like, nah, if we go on an adventure, it has to be better, and it has to be more, like, special. And so this is where our distributor in Iceland came into play, Um, Stormer, which basically helped us plan out that incredible route that took us so many back roads and through the highlands and everything, which we probably wouldn't have done uh, on our own.
1: So cool. So this was a a six-day trip, right?
2: Exactly. So all in all, it was eight days, but it was like arrival day and, and departure day.
0: What was it like for you as you got into those, once you've assembled the team of, uh, of people and you start planning and you you it's getting closer to the date. What was that like for you as sort of y- your feelings, your emotions? Uh, describe that for us.
2: Oh, it was everything from, oh, I'm super excited to, oh my God, six <laughs> days with six girls. How am I going <laughs> to do that to oh god nature let's do it but where am I gonna pee so it was just everything (laughs) it was literally the moment we got the go because in the beginning we did not think that it will go through um the moment we got the go we were all just like oh my god uh let's go let's just do it let's see where it takes us and yeah, that's, that's a bit how it ended.
0: <laughs> I, Alexa would have fit in perfect with that one part that you mentioned. She's a professional <laughs> about going to the bathroom <laughs> outside.
2: I'm typically <laughs> the only girl. And so, yeah, so it's a little different for us. But yes. yeah, because Stormer was literally like, oh, we're going to go roads where, I mean, you won't see people for a few hours and, and houses and everything. There's just nothing. It's just nature. And we were like, okay, yeah, perfect. And then we just like looked at each other and we're like, oh. Wait a minute. Where do we go?
0: (laughs) So tell us, how do you plan for a week-long adventure with the machines? What are you bringing? What are you thinking you need? What did you forget that you, you found out later that you needed?
2: So we, we packed too much. We literally <laughs> went from worst case scenario to it's going to be 24 degrees and go swimming. So it was literally like, uh, yeah, everything we, we got a, in case we have a flat tire, we, we got a, like a, a Rick to like change the tires. We, we, I mean, we got everything. Um, but yeah, in general, cause we went in September, it's, um, it's already fall season in, in, in Europe. So it's kind of like getting colder especially at night, so you can still have, like, sun, daytime, but at night it's, like, minus degrees. And then, so, yeah, you have to have, like, really good base layers. You have to have a good mid-layer then a really warm top layer. You have to have a raincoat. But then on the other side, you have, like, hot springs everywhere in Iceland. So you need to bring your bikini and, like, a towel so you can go and sit in the hot springs after a long day of riding. And, uh, yeah, so... We literally packed a lot. I mean, even though we made that clear at the beginning, everyone's just allowed to bring one duffel bag. Uh, it turned out to be way more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was uh, the biggest concern for you guys before you before you left?
2: Uh, break. Actually, yeah, we were thinking that we're gonna break down because after like you know researching a bit where Sormo was like going to take us, uh, seeing nature there, we were like, oh. Hopefully you don't break down. Hopefully you don't have to fix something like in the middle of nowhere. Um, And then the cold, a little bit the cold, because it was in general like planned in June and then it turned into September. And we knew that it's going to have like minus degrees at night. And usually around September, October, like the wind start getting really heavy uh, in Iceland. So that was like the two concerns we had.
1: And did you encounter any of those issues?
2: Uh, winds yes and cold at night uh, but no breaking down okay the machines were just perfect like everything even so there were a lot of moments where I was sitting in the vehicle and go like ah there's no way and the Polaris just literally said okay hold my beer okay don't <laughs> drink a drive as a metaphor but it literally was that situation where I was like oh no not gonna make that up that hill but then no problem.
1: It is. I mean, every time I go on a trip, I'm always just amazed at like what they can actually do. So, but I love, I love that. The player said, hold my beer. That's great. Um, for someone who's not been to Iceland, I mean, you said that there are hot springs and things, but what else did you guys get to see? You covered
2: 750 miles. Uh, we got to see everything. I mean, you got like all sorts of green and black sand and volcanoes and like big rocks and lava fields. And uh, we had one colleague, Lauren, who was like troll hunting the whole time. So she was literally seeing a troll in every rock formation we were like (laughs) encountering. We went, uh, we drove by Hekla and the geysiers and uh, the glacier, like everything. Iceland is so amazing. And you get what you ask for and what you don't ask for. So it's it's like it gives you the whole roller coaster of an adventure.
0: Give us give us some of uh, one day where you're just like, I don't know if we're gonna make it through this the rest of the trip. Did, or did that happen at all? Where you thought, gosh, <coughs> I don't know if we're gonna be able to finish this.
2: Uh, yeah, it was day four. Day four was like the longest driving day. Uh, so it was all in all 350 kilometers. I think that's around 270 miles. Wow. We started very early in the morning. And then we literally went from the northeast down to the south, like just like diagonal through the country. And there was nothing. It's literally just like you're like it's like you're driving on the moon because you have just rock formations. You have a lot of sand and it's just like it's a good spot for racing. It's it's literally fun to race down there. But it's you get to the point where you're super tired because it's not much where you have to think. And then at one point, I was literally like, oh, I just want a bed right now and like some hot spring and something to eat. And it was freezing cold. So it was literally, that was a tough day, but for all of us.
0: Did you guys stay on the trail every night?
2: Yes. <sighs>
1: Wow. Impressive. That's super, yeah. impressive. super impressive. That's a long time. It is, and I
0: and and when you say you were on the surface of the moon, it reminded years ago we did a a, a similar but different trip when we were in Morocco and we rode through the Moroccan desert and there were points where you're just like I don't even know which way is I'm going at the moment. Yes. And it's the most unbelievably like desolate but very cool environment and scenery because it constantly would change one day you're sort of riding like you would say this black rock or volcanic rock and then the next day it's it's uh, this wide open desert and and all those things that happen sometimes in the same day but they were like you said sometimes 200 plus mile days and then sleeping in tents at night and it wears on you at the same time.
2: Oh, yes, it does. It literally does. But yeah, I mean, that day was literally, I got in the vehicle in the morning and I got out of the vehicle at night and I couldn't really remember the whole day. So I was so happy that we had a photographer with us who like actually took some photos and videos for us because I was like, okay, I can't remember that day because I was just so beat by the time we arrived at the destination on the fourth day. So that was really, that was a tough day.
1: Is there anything that like, any key points that you learned from this trip that you're like, okay, I do this differently.
2: I mean, for me, it was the first time really. So I'm, I'm more from the two wheel power sports. So for me, it was the first time really getting to know our vehicles in a situation like that. And in a, in a, yeah, environment like that. So for me, the whole, like getting to know the vehicle, the whole, like how to maneuver the vehicle, that was like a big learning for me.
1: Sure, just actually driving the machine itself.
2: Yeah, and then for sure, I mean, you're six days with the same people. I mean, you're basically driving, but you hear them all the time talking because we had the Carter system, like Pack Talk, where everyone can talk to each other. So it was a it was a lot going on, but at the same time, it was super isolated. So it was it was. Uh, it was a circus in in a desert kind of
0: thing. <laughs> I like that. Uh, did you guys have uh, any support, or were you completely on your own?
2: So our distributor would follow us through some really like heavy parts, and would meet up with us to like um, like fill up the gas, like, like fuel up the vehicles, uh, bring us food and drinks because there was literally nothing on the way. And then there were situations we drove over. Uh, the volcano kind of lava fields and the only way the in iceland they like show the road or the route on that lava field is with like little tiny sticks of wood like marked white on the top which is very helpful in a location where everything is gray and white so it was good to have them like actually lead us through that part because otherwise we would have gotten lost in there
1: Wow. So were you guys, I mean, you said they were kind of supporting you with some food and drink. Were you cooking out there as well?
2: Yes, we were barbecuing. Uh, we made hot dogs. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we uh, is, ate this some- This is high-end
0: five-star stuff right here, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> was, that
2: was really, I mean, we had two, we had a vegetarian and a vegan with us. So we did good. Right. I mean, not we, invited on the next trip. Those the two. <laughs> totally not
0: invited those two on the next trip. What's your, Finna, what's your, the memory that when you share this trip with people that really stands out for you?
2: Our distributor, the, the people there, I mean, they made that whole thing just amazing. And then for sure, Iceland itself, the the nature is is incredible. And then my team. So I, I have to say three. Yes. I'm sorry you said one, but... <laughs> That's okay. I can't make up my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: the, the, the stories when you tell them about when you see nobody, right? For like an entire day. And there's not too many... Sometimes when we're out, Filming, we might not see anybody else, but we're just on a, a, a trail, you know, and somebody might come along here and there, but oftentimes no. But when you are as remote as you guys are and see right. nobody you're like, we're the only person people in the entire world in this spot right now. Yeah. And no one else is coming by anytime soon. And that I always enjoy those those moments
2: yeah I mean on that on the fourth day the longest day riding day we actually ran into two motorbike riders like in the middle of nowhere wow and that was literally for like I think eight hours of driving the only people we saw Yep, that's remote.
0: Just stop and say hi or just wave?
2: (laughs) We just wave because we were, I think we were all pretty like shocked about each other passing each other. We were like, what are you doing here? Or what are you doing here?
0: Those two are crazier (laughs) than us. (laughs) Yes,
2: we at least had a roof. Yes,
0: (laughs) yes.
1: Well, we are, I'm planning a little uh, girls trip here. We're going to do a show in um, the Nevada area around Las Vegas. Do you have any tips for an all girls ride?
2: Don't bring a (laughs) hairdryer. You don't need it. We had one. You didn't need it. Um,
0: Okay. Which girl brought the hairdryer? I know. I'm not
2: going to say it. It's (laughs) all (laughs) judgment. Nope. nope. Um, No, literally just go out there and enjoy it. Trust the vehicle. Trust yourself. Um, Go prepared, like figure out what's going on there, what to take care of. Um, like what to look out for. Um, Make sure you have enough clothes to stay warm or to go swimming in case there's something to swim. But all in all, all I can say is like, trust yourself and just go for it. Cause I mean, you can, sometimes some of us only get those adventures once in a lifetime. And I think you just have to go for it. And sometimes risk is fun. And sometimes learning a lesson the hard way is fun too.
1: That's right.
0: Did you have any, uh, vehicle tire issues on the entire trip?
2: Nope, not a single one. Not a single one.
0: That's amazing.
2: That is amazing.
1: It's I'm amazing. like, amazing. I wonder how many times you could do that trip and just like, you know... You'd
0: go flawlessly for yes, the <laughs> trip. pretty
2: much. <laughs> yes. No, I mean, we had, a, we had the General, we had the Razer um, XP1000, and we had a uh, Ranger 1000. And with the Ranger, I sometimes had really... The feeling like oh my god i'm so sorry i'm doing this to you but it kept up with all like both other vehicles and it was actually saving our ass oops i don't know if i'm <laughs> um, okay. in terms of like all the luggage we have so it was literally each vehicle did an amazing job um i mean i still think the general is the best adventure vehicle Uh, but also the razor is a lot of fun if you want to go fast and far and then the ranger you just need it to carry all the stuff because i mean you still i mean we had a barbecue with us we had like an outdoor kitchen with us several tents yeah looking
0: at the photo did someone sleep in the tent on top of the general
2: yes i did oh (laughs) so cool and it was uh, very amazing, very warm, to be honest, because it kept all the warmth from like coming from the hot tub going in there, it just kept it nice and cozy up there. That is- when it was very windy, it was a bit shaky, but other than that, amazing. So fun.
1: Right,
0: right. I was honestly when I when I came across the article and I read it, I was like, oh. I
1: want to go. I know. I'm like, okay, <laughs> hold on. Save all your notes. We're gonna take those, and uh, or can you do this again, and we can just come along yes. for the
2: ride? You guys can always do it. Um, our uh, distributor actually offers tours like that, like the smaller ones, in case you're not prepared for a big one like we have. But also saying to everyone out there, if they want to have a trip like that, they should just hit us up because. They're they more than glad to prepare a trip like that and make an adventure and an experience like that happen for everyone out there.
0: Finna, tell me, about, tell me more about some of these trips.
2: Sorry.
0: <laughs> tell me more about some of them. Where, where, where would they go? Where they, um, how, do they, how does that work?
2: Like if we plan the trip?
0: No, like you, you were saying your distributor uh, does these types of trips uh, often for people. And oh yeah,
2: so what, you can you can uh, book on uh, uh, buggy You can book like smaller tours like two four hour tours and you go like in the southern part of, uh, of uh, Iceland uh, towards like more the back country. So you have like a lot of water crossings going up and down hills, a lot of gravel roads. Uh, but if you have, want to have like a big adventure, like we have like a six day tour where they have to plan like lodges in between or like, uh, you know, fueling up stations, stuff like that. It, um, yeah, you have to just let them know and write them an email and they plan it something else. Wow. I
0: That's... am on their website right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> buggy. Is it buggy adventures?
2: Is no buggy the Iceland. Buggy yes.
0: Bug- awesome. Do you, are you planning uh, another adventure or is this just a one-time thing for you guys?
2: I think with uh, all the interest and love and everything we got from the outside now, I think we can convince our boss that he lets us go on another adventure.
0: <laughs> where would the next adventure be?
2: Uh, we're still like debating that where we go. But um, I mean, for me, I would love to go to Mongolia. I think that is a very cool location, and I think it's very remote, just like Iceland. Um, some of the colleagues want to go to something more warm, so planning towards our sewers uh, in Portugal. Um, so, yeah, let's see where it takes us.
0: Let's just <laughs> hang out and talk for a while.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm like, oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, yeah. yes, and yes. Great. Check, All of these check, sound check. amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so cool. It's so cool to hear about... Um, you know, just the parallels and, and the experience in Europe versus the U.S. because we do so much here in the U.S. But it's very, very cool to just think about all the possibilities that are out there.
0: We've been very lucky over the years, uh, especially me. But to be able to ride, uh, you know, we've I've gone on trips in uh, Morocco and France and Dubai and Poland and, and Sweden. There might be another one in there somewhere, but, uh, and, and it is, it, it just, it's such a different adventure than it is in the States, just the, um, the locations, obviously the scenery and the people. And, and if you ever have that sort of opportunity or chance in your life to, to do that, it is very, very cool
2: yeah i'm completely there with you if you get the chance so for me for example uh so my dad lives in the us so i have a lot uh going on in the us as well so for me it's like i live in both worlds and i love them both for their their own uh little like adventures and experiences that hold for me so but if anyone ever gets a chance for iceland go for it i mean literally my my eyes like light up when i talk about iceland and everyone I think everyone at Polaris Europe is by now sick of us talking about it. I mean, we have (laughs) colleagues literally saying, like, oh, can't you just shut up about it? And we're like, nope. Look, there's a new article. Oh, look, there's a video now.
1: (laughs) Well, that is so cool. And, I mean, I commend you for, you know, having – having you know the creativity to come up with it and then just to say okay we're doing this like we're actually going to make it happen and then execute it you know pretty much flawlessly that's so cool
2: yes very cool very cool I'm very grateful for for Polaris letting us do that because I don't think that's a very common thing either and I don't think everyone out there will get the chance but honestly like i'm i'm super grateful for for the chance i got with my team members to to experience that
0: now do you have people i know you mentioned people talking about it uh, like um make sure the invite comes to me next time (laughs) (laughs)
2: let us know what you're up to (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah you heal you heal for me later
0: (laughs) perfect yes yes that is that's an amazing trip and something that you know we we do some overlanding trips here on the show occasionally and even just the effort that it takes to go for one night or even two nights is a lot not let alone a week out on the, on the trail. And so when people have asked me over the years, like, well, how do I do an overlanding trip? I'm like, well, just start with a night, right? (laughs) See, See if you can do a night somewhere out on the trail. And if you can, then make it two. And if that, you still like doing that, then, you know, but there's lots of places that you can do those types of things, uh, you know, depending on where you live, but they're not overly hard. You just have to be prepared.
2: Yes. Yeah, you can just, I mean, you can grab your car, just a regular car, throw a mattress in the back and then just go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's not for everyone. Honestly, like I didn't think I'm going to make six nights camping. Um, I like my bed, <laughs> to be honest. So I'm, I'm not big on camping usually, but that tent's really, really comfortable.
1: <laughs> so cool. And again, yes, that's a long time in a tent. I will oh, yeah. definitely admit that um but again very impressive
0: well we appreciate you coming on the show so much you are our first international guest sorry canada um <laughs> uh, now i feel special <laughs> yes yes and so it's been fantastic listening to you about your trip and your journey and uh we will provide a link to people so they can read more about your story and what you guys did and things like that. Cause it's, I thought it was super cool and very interesting to hear about something that is not something we do all that often.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm, I was really nervous, but enjoyed every minute and I uh, hope I get to hear more from you guys and uh, yeah, for everyone out there. I mean, just go for it. The, life is too short and the world is too small and every adventure counts. So, and a Polaris is a good partner for that. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> so excellent. We will definitely be in touch with you. You'll be hearing from us for sure. I know definitely me. And uh, thanks again. Keep the adventure
2: going. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks, Fenya. Well, speaking of great places to ride, if you haven't had a chance to check out Polaris adventures, head to their website and plan your next trip. From Maui to Maine, Polaris Adventures has over 100 outfitters across the country, so You've got a whole year to plan wherever you want to go in 2023. And, of course, Finya mentioned music. Can't go anywhere without a big trip. Without having music and our friends from Rockford Fosgate oh, have yeah. you covered, as always, Oh yeah, from their Stage 1 kits all the way up to their Stage 6 kits, Rockford takes audio to the next level. And finally, Quad Boss. It is the middle of winter here in Minnesota, and Quad Boss comes in handy with their snow plows. I could have used one a couple of <laughs> yeah, a week ago or so yeah, <laughs> for that. But uh, beyond that, they make super dependable parts. Whether you're a rider, rancher, farmer, or hunter, everything you need to keep you going to get the job done. Well, Alexa, that was a ton of fun. I really it say... try... was a great way to kick off the new year, right? Oh With, my uh, gosh. The, the guest who talks international stuff. I think we need to have more guests from.
1: Yeah, overseas, it's, right? it's inspirational. It's aspirational. It's yeah, it gets the creative juices flowing.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for another episode of Destination Polaris and be sure to download and like and share all of our podcasts wherever you might listen to those.
1: Absolutely. And we'll catch you next time.